IT leaders have no shortage of priorities to balance. They position their organizations for resiliency and growth. And one of the hotspots for growth and transformation is the edge. Hi, everybody. Jim Malone with IDG here, and welcome to this podcast series sponsored by Lumen Technologies. Today, our focus is on edge infrastructure. And with us to do a deep dive there is Chris McReynolds. Chris is Vice President of Edge Services with Lumen Technologies. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Tell us about your work at Lumen. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. So I'm in the product management organization, and I manage our edge portfolio that ranges from compute services to virtualized services and storage services, as well as some of the security capabilities that wrap those. And then maybe one of the the most key capabilities is the ability to orchestrate applications across these different environments. Thanks, Chris. We're really glad you could be with us. Let's um, kind of level set here for what we're talking about. Edge computing, it's information processing close to the edge of the network, where things and people produce or consume that information. It brings computation and data storage closer to the devices where it's being gathered, rather than relying on a central location that can be thousands of miles away. Dave McCarthy, who's the VP for Cloud and Edge Infrastructure Services at IDC, has a great quote. He says, Edge computing represents the next wave of infrastructure modernization. So there we have it. So, Chris, when we talk about edge, many people, they just think of compute when they think of the edge. But what are the key components, uh, to your thinking, of edge infrastructure? Yeah, I like to to center on acquire, analyze, and act is the foundation of that. You know, acquire data, analyze data, and then act on that data. Acts ultimately what drives the business value, but let me focus on the first two. So acquire. You need to be able to acquire the data and information. You know, think mobile devices. Think IoT use cases like theft prevention, where video cameras are monitoring retail stores and looking for bad behaviors. Or another example might be robotics, where forklifts are being controlled as autonomous vehicles. These devices all need to be connected, and that can be done via public and private wireless networks, and then ultimately, fiber connectivity to those retail stores or distribution centers in the two examples I used above. The data needs a way to get back to where it's going to be analyzed. So then that brings us to analyze, and this is where compute and obviously storage come into play. It's where the applications are hosted. It's where the data is analyzed to deliver those business insights we talked about. Another component that's talked about a lot these days is security. When you think about the privacy laws, compliance, securing and protecting that sensitive data is a key element of edge. And then finally, I touched on this earlier, a lot of edge use cases aren't isolated deployments. They're distributed across a lot of different edge locations. Or what we see commonly these days with some customers is their hybrid cloud deployments. So some of the analysis is done in a public cloud, and maybe the actual pattern recognition is done in an edge node. And and it makes sense. When you think about the amount of processing power you need to be able to look for a pattern, if it's a manufacturing line and you don't want the chips to, to skew off center and you want to maintain reliability of that line, public clouds have a lot of compute power, and they're good for defining and recognizing those patterns. But 
ultimately, when you recognize those patterns, you need to push those out to the edge where it's in close proximity to the manufacturing line. So both distributed across edge node application models or these hybrid cloud models, they need orchestration that gives you visibility into the performance of those distributed applications, but also the ability to manage where those workloads reside across the different locations. Chris, it's clear that cloud and edge, there's a lot of overlap there. So let's talk a little bit about how edge infrastructure, how does that compare to cloud infrastructure? Is it similar? How is it different? Yeah, when I think cloud, I think massive scale. I think very centralized, and, and there are benefits to that. You can offer a really complete set of capabilities and options for storage and compute because there's such scale at these locations, you can just have a variety of options. And when I think about public clouds, I also think about really developer-friendly in the sense that there are robust development tool sets for developing and testing new applications. But when you think about what doesn't fit in the public cloud, you know, I've seen some stats, and, and these public cloud locations today are, are really only serving and hosting a small portion of enterprise workloads. I've seen a handful of different stats, and most of them say it's less than 20% of enterprise workloads that are running in public clouds today. And it, some of it makes sense. Some of these are legacy applications that are hard to move, and, and the locations where the public clouds are, they, they don't host applications that require low latency very well. So that's how I see the public clouds fitting in. When I hear edge, I think there are two edges. I've heard three edges. I really believe there's two edges. I think of a metro edge. So think of a market like Denver. You would have one compute node in Denver. And then maybe there's 30 retail stores um, in the Denver market. And so I think there's another edge that is on-premise. You might host applications in those 30 retail stores. You might be able to centralize some of those applications in a metro edge. And so metro edge are really mini clouds or compute nodes, and they're focused on hosting applications in close proximity to end users and devices for those low latency applications. Now, the, the true edge is what I described as on-premise. So think of like a point-of-sale device in a retail store or maybe ATMs and bank branch offices. These are really scaled down compute nodes and, and are sometimes actually purpose built for specific applications. Um, you know, when I touched on that manufacturing line optimization example, maybe you need GPU capabilities to do some of the machine learning aspects of that use case. Why I like the Metro Edge model that Lumen's aggressively pursuing is it enables more efficiency around low latency application development. So when I mentioned 30 retail stores in Denver, I could run my point of sale application. I could run some you know, food processing or inventory applications on each of those 30 locations. Or if the application can be run in a Metro Edge node, and many of these can, and still have the same performance or similar performance as though it's on premise, I can now pull that out of many retail stores into a centralized Metro node, but, but give a performance that looks and feels like a store. And, the reason that's key is the retail stores in general are, are focused on maximizing dollar per square foot. And the more you can take things that aren't necessary to whatever that retail chain is doing out of those locations, it enables them to monetize their stores more efficiently. Yeah, that makes sense. Chris, I want to dig in a little bit on something you touched on, and that is 
the fact that it doesn't always make sense to move, for example, a legacy application to the, the public cloud. That's the idea of matching certain cloud infrastructure to specific workloads or application demands. Is that true for the edge as well? Are there certain types of infrastructure that are better suited for specific edge use cases? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the edge market is definitely in its infancy. Um, We're seeing some real deployments, but a lot of proof of concepts. And it's been interesting to me to see for the sets of services we're bringing to market, how different use cases are really falling into one of those buckets. And you know, I, I might actually just walk through some of the, the capabilities we're bringing to market and, and share what we're seeing from customers and why they want that particular solution. So there's orchestration and cloud management uh, across public clouds. That's something that we've done for a while, and that's not really edge-specific, but it touches on enterprises wanting help with managing their application estate. And then that really leads into the edge services. So the foundation is the ability to orchestrate across these different clouds, and including Lumen Edge clouds. And when I talked about the on-premise side, so we have a service called Lumen Edge Gateway, and it's that's compute on a location. And when you think about like an Azure Stack Edge or an AWS Outpost, they're, they're really centered on those IoT use cases, that manufacturing line example I gave, and we have a slightly different twist, and and maybe it's based a bit on our heritage, but those retail stores not only want some help with consolidating those applications on-prem or pulling them into a metro edge, they also need help with the networking to those locations and the securing of those locations. So when you think SD-WAN or SASE, what we're seeing in the market is around our Lumen Edge gateway, Customers want help integrating network. Customers want help putting that device on their premise and managing it, and that enables them to then run these software-defined networking applications. And then over time, as they get comfort collapsing more of those on-premise applications onto this, it just makes for a cleaner operating environment. When I think about our edge compute, so think virtual machines and bare metal, Sometimes people talk about those interchangeably, but we're seeing very different applications wanting to land on each of those. Um, So for those that are just looking to run a a relatively vanilla application, virtual machines make a ton of sense. There's a lot of flexibility in the size of those virtual machines. You can spin them up, you can spin them down. Great flexibility in that. When you think about bare metal, there are customers that do a deep level of integration with the operating system. There are customers that really want to control the full stack of that application so they can optimize the performance. And where we're seeing a lot of the demand here is around gaming companies that are looking to move their gaming applications and distribute them closer to the gamers. They're seeing when there's an increased performance, there's actually a lot more uptick and adoption of those, of those gaming applications. And and another good example around around the bare metal capabilities is is we see companies that are building their own platforms. Maybe it's a distributed security platform. Maybe it's the gateways for those SD-WAN vendors and appliances I mentioned. They, again, also have really specific requirements around how everything is working, and that leads them to more of a, a bare metal solution. 
And then I think more of the application developer side where they don't want to deal with all that complexity I just mentioned. They want to build really cool web apps, really cool HTTP apps, and they just want a platform on which they can host those applications that is distributed across a lot of markets. And, and maybe equally importantly is it has that really strong network connectivity to the end users. And, and you know, Lumen, for example, has a very deeply paired internet network, and that allows us to keep that traffic close to end users for these web applications. And Lumen Edge application delivery is, is really a Kubernetes platform where software developers containerize their applications and then they can deploy those on this distributed platform. And it, it's, it's developer-friendly. You don't have to be an infrastructure expert. You don't have to dig into operating system nuances. You really just develop your applications, deploy, and it's off and running. Chris, what are some of the keys that you can offer to help the listeners, the audience, the IT leaders in the audience? What are the keys to getting the most from their edge infrastructure? Any best practices you can offer? Yeah, it's really, to me, defining the outcomes you want on the front end because edge infrastructure can be used a lot of different ways. And when I say that, I mean it can increase reliability. So I'll harken back to the retail example just for some consistency and simplicity. If I have 30 stores with point of sale or some things that are critical to those stores running and, and I'm running them on-prem today, you could still have one of those devices go down. And then what's your plan to process sales for you know whatever retail store it may be? There's the concept of digital twins. And that means that if I have 30 stores, I can create a backup scenario in a Metro Edge that supports each of those 30 stores. And should any of the 30 stores go down, it can fail over back to that Metro Edge. It still has that low latency performance. You're not spending a ton of money. You're buying two devices in all 30 stores, but you're creating a failover plan that, that makes the stores incredibly reliable. So increased reliability is, is one that we're seeing is pretty common. Cost savings, if you're willing to take a little bit of risk on the resiliency, you can host all of those applications we just mentioned in the retail store on a Metro Edge, and, and you can still have a lot of resiliency because you can fail over to an adjacent market. So if Denver has 30 stores and you're hosting all of these applications for those 30 stores in the Denver node, should, should something catastrophic happen, unlikely, but should it happen, you could fail over to a Salt Lake City node and you would still have solid performance. So cost savings is another key one that we're seeing um, there's a focus on your core business. So in addition to just building a platform, we have managed service capabilities. And it, it, it's just, if you want to get away from managing things that aren't who you are as a company, and you want to focus on what you're really good at, taking some of these tasks and just management of complex IT infrastructure and leveraging someone that does this as their day job it allows companies to pivot and focus on their core business. And then uh, the last one I would say is application development agility. Um, when I talked about the edge application delivery surface, just being able to develop applications in kind of a cloud-native containerized fashion, um, which is what a lot of new applications and how they're getting built, 
being able to just deploy those to infrastructure that is distributed, has low latency, runs well, makes it easier for enterprises to bring new capabilities and get to market more quickly. Chris, in your engagements uh, with clients, prospects, are you seeing this as a rip and replace scenario or are they able to build on some of their existing deployments and investments? It's an interesting one. I, I actually hear that a lot of rip and replace and it stresses out, you know, IT departments. Yeah. Um, I, yep. I don't, yeah, it's, it is stressful, but I don't really think it's that. I think it's more modernizing existing environments. So in that example, I went through, you do have point of sale equipment in retail stores today. You do probably have inventory management software in retail stores today. They are likely hosted on different devices and applications and it creates sprawl. It's really a, a modernization approach is what we're seeing. It's not rip everything out and go to this entirely new architecture. It's get the new flexible architecture in place, like a LumenEdge gateway, and maybe point of sale applications get moved to this and you already have your SD-WAN networking function running on it. Maybe it's a year later that you decide to move the inventory management application to this platform. So it gives enterprises a landing spot to where they can modernize their environment on their timeline. And then the other aspect of it is, I think we haven't even seen the great majority of cool new edge use cases and applications yet. The ability to host these on platforms in close proximity to end users, I think is just going to open up a wealth of ideas of a bunch of brilliant developers. So I think the best is yet to come. And I believe these are going to be greenfield applications, so built ground up, built cloud native, and built in a way that it, there's no legacy baggage. These are net new capabilities you're bringing to market or, or more efficient ways to do things maybe you've done in the past. Chris, before we go, any final bullet points you want to make sure we leave the listeners with today? Yeah, I have to say it's an incredibly exciting time. Like I said, the market is very early on. The reason I'm incredibly excited about the capabilities we're bringing to market is it creates that flexibility that I mentioned. Maybe you're not comfortable pulling your applications off-premise yet we can provide a more efficient way to run those on-premise and include networking and security capabilities with that. Maybe you have really high cost targets and you need to move quickly and you're willing to take some risk. We have Metro Edge nodes to do that as well. And the ability to realize that applications are going to be distributed across public cloud and Metro Edge nodes, the ability to orchestrate across those and help manage those, in, in a market that is emerging and changing so quickly, I'm just excited about the flexibility we're enabling for our customers that are going to let them move on their timeline and, and the expertise we bring to help them on that journey as well. Excellent. With that, we are at the end of our time for this session. Chris McReynolds with Lumen, thank you so much for being with us. Really uh, insightful, great information. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. I want to remind folks for more information on edge infrastructure, you can go to www.lumen.com. And with that, for Lumen and IDG, this is Jim Malone saying thanks everyone for tuning in.
This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with its sponsor, Lumen.